1: Hello, welcome. It's the Football Show, the weekly football show here on Belfast Live. As always, Paul Lehman has got his seat on the sofa. And our special guest this week was a very special manager at the weekend. He's Balnamallard's boss, Gavin Dykes. And we have to start really. I was thinking, where should we start? You can only start one place, really, Leaper. What was your reaction to Balnamallard's six Cliftonville? 4 I say again Balna-Mallard 6
0: Unbelievable Jaw-dropper Yeah I mean we're, we were praising the Cliftonville defence I think on the last show and they've gone Show so much we know Yeah exactly we say it all the time but no it's a fantastic result for, for Balna-Mallard I don't think anyone will have given them a prayer going into that game coming up against a really strong Cliftonville side and they've, they've scored 6 goals and speaking to Gavin there he says it could have been 10 each one of the best games of, of the season and some of the goals in, in that game were just top top quality. I mean, the finishes from the first finish from Curran and the final goal from Letty, mm. as good of goals as you'll you'll see anywhere. So, but a great result for Balnaguard, and, and I think that now gives them a little bit of hope and a little bit of belief that they can go on and, and pick up more points than they've done in the first part of the season.
2: Mm. Wow, where did that come I don't, from? Don't know, Jackie. Uh, I suppose i involved in football a long time, and it was emotionally a, a total roller coaster. We, we Played very well going forward, uh, defensively we weren't too good, we got nervous. We were 4-1 up, you know, ten minutes into the second half. And You're I'm in sort of, dreamland. I'm sort of saying to myself, right, I can relax. Uh, and within ten minutes it's 4-3. And I'm saying to myself, we would be lucky if we get a draw here, the way things are going. Uh, but in fairness to the lads, you know, they went again. Uh, and there was some great goals, it was great entertainment. Uh, I'll take it every week as long as we get three points. But uh, strange, strange game of football.
1: But the fact you scored six goals, incredible. Yes, yeah, so it's uh, just about raised your percentage dramatically.
2: Yeah, well, we've done all right since since we got the new guys in. You know, Stephen O'Flynn has come in and Sean Noble has come in to score goals. For us. Sean, is three. And I think Stephen is two now, and it's sort of taken the pressure off Ryan Kern and he he's sort of back doing what he does best, which is scoring goals. So going forward, we've been very very good in our last three games. Uh, which I believe is that if you want to win games, you've got to score goals. You know, if if you don't score goals, then you struggle. So hopefully we can build on it. Uh, we got to tighten up a wee bit at the back. We know that, but uh, hopefully we can keep our real run going.
1: <coughs> Pardon me. <coughs> Despite winning 6-4, scoring six, you were quite angry at conceding <coughs> the four.
2: Yeah, I was. Well, I, I, look, I've enough experience in the team. You know, as Paul will tell you, you know, you're a defender. You know, you're four-one up. You know, we have enough experienced lads out there that we should be able to kill the game. We didn't. We kept going gung ho. We kept going looking for a fifth. We kept going looking for a sixth. And we got them. The problem was. They were excited. You know, <laughs> yeah, they were excited. They were shocked, I think. Uh, you know, when you have people like Joe Gormley and Rory Donnelly and Jay Donnelly on the yeah. opposite end of the pitch, you know, you just can't. You know, sometimes you've got to go and do the nasty side of it, kick it out of play, do what you have to do, slow the game down. Uh, and we just didn't do it. And we couldn't do it. So we had a long chat afterwards and we said, look, there's no, we're going to score six every week, so we can't concede four every week. Um, so hopefully, look, I'll take a 1-0 the next time we play, and I'll be quite happy with it.
1: But as Paul said, it's a real lifeline in the relegation battle.
2: Look, it's given us a bit of momentum. Uh, I always said that, you know, I honestly believe we would be OK. You know, I, I've been involved in relegation battles for a long time as managers, and, you know, involved with Derry and Harps and even Sligo, and I was successful in keeping them up, and we kept on the matter up, you know, last year. Uh, it's a challenge and it is going to be a challenge but the new players, like I said, have come in given us a bit of impetus and that's great credit to the people at the club that made money available you know, we're not a big club by any means uh, but they got a few pounds together, I think they are a wee bit shocked that I got six players, you know, but that comes from an awful lot of hard work Uh, we got the players in, we have a wee bit of momentum but we're still bottom of the table, you know that's where we are at the moment, we're we're bottom uh, so we have a lot of hard work to do but we're looking forward to it
1: Yeah, you're still on bottom but... uh a couple of weeks ago, we had them dead and buried, relegated. Shows you how much we know.
0: <laughs> I think we did, Jackie, but you've got to go on results and how they were playing at that moment in time. But as, as Gavin said, the, the new players have now come in and given them a bit of a boost. That you know They should have beaten Glen Torn at home. That was a game they should have picked up maximum points in. You know, they went to Warren Point. It was a very close game and then they've got this fantastic result against Cliftonville. So all of a sudden, they have got that little be- bit of belief. And they're only one point behind Carrick. And you know, as Gavin has said, they've got a little bit of momentum, a little bit more belief, confidence after that yeah. win. So they've got to be confident now that they can catch Carrick, because Carrick have gone the other way. They're really finding it really tough at the moment. Yeah, they they're in not they, they really are, and they're conceding a lot of goals, and they don't look like scoring. So all of a sudden, there's a little bit of belief there from from and mallard that they can get up into that place above again.
1: We'll go to the top of the table: Crusaders six, Carrick nil league the Seaview juggernaut
0: rolls on. It does, and I think the previous fixture at Seaview was 7-1 the Crusaders earlier in the season, and I fully expected Carrick to go there and have a game plan the way Ards did a couple of weeks ago and went and just had a really strong defensive shape about them. Park the bus, if you want to call it, Jackie. Yeah. But they conceded early on in the game against Carrick, and that's given Crusaders the momentum to go on and score a lot more goals, and it's six different goal scorers in that game, scoring from all around the park. Crusaders so formidable at home, and you know, a really tough day at the office again for Carrick, and I think Davy Magalinden. You could see his frustration at the end of that game.
1: He has a big job in his hands now, because they are in free fall recently.
0: Yeah, they are, and and obviously the the Mallard, recent result as well. Now there's there's no real daylight between them. I know they've got a couple of games in hand, but as I said, they're going to struggle to pick up points the way they're playing at this moment in time. And Davy's got a big job in his hands.
1: Mm. Uh Glenavon three, Warren Point three. That surprised a few as well. And a good point for point.
0: It's a really good point for them and, and, and by all means they played fantastically well on the night. I don't I think we both made a tip Glenavon in that one, Jackie. Such as is, is is their form at home and the players that they have in their in their team. So fantastic result for, for Warren Point to go there and score three goals and it's, it's it's a good point for them. And they've now got that little bit of daylight between themselves. Yeah, there's
1: seven above uh, Warren
0: Point. I know you would never write off Anything happening, anything can happen in this league, but that's a nice little cushion for them to have. And I think they've started the year really well, Warren Point. but they've lost Darren Murray, which we'll probably sp- speak about as well, which is a big loss for them. He's been around the clubs, he hasn't seemed to settle for whatever reason, but he's gone to Warren Point. you know, we end the last season, this, start of this season, and, and, and he's really done well for them, scored a lot of goals, he's been a real focal point for their attack, and, and they'll be sorry to see him go. And, you know, if Stephen Baxter can keep him fit, and get him playing the way he has been for one point, he could be a massive signing for Crusaders.
1: Yeah, Glen Toron, no rain too. <coughs> you were there, another bad result for the Glens, but uh, you thought it wasn't a great game.
0: It was a. It's probably the poorest game I've seen in a long time. Jackie, I think conditions played their part. You have to give credit to the players. The conditions were awful, <coughs> I don't think either side sort of played it. The conditions <coughs> were a lot of ball up in the air from back to front and no real football played in the game, real lack of quality. But credit to Coleraine, they got the early goal, they scored after 25 seconds, Owen Bradley, and then they were just comfortable in the game throughout, Glentorne never threatened them, which is disappointing for them being the home team. They had a strong wind, didn't have any shots on target, and they were really poor on the day, and Coleraine just did enough to to get themselves the three points, and it keeps them up at at the top with Crusaders. And
1: sadly for you and all the (coughs) Glentorne supporters, uh, the Glens woes continue. They do. And, and don't look like changing, really.
0: <laughs> no, and, and I think their, their home record, which is something they, they prided themselves upon for years, the Oval was always a bit of a fortress. It's anything but a fortress now, and it's, 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 teams are coming there believing that they can get something at the Oval, which, which never happened in the years gone by, and they need to address their home form quickly. I don't see enough fight and desire from the players out, out in the park. Um, certain players having to play out of position. They don't have the squad strength and depth, and it's a tough, tough job for, for Gary, but he's brought in some new recruits in January. He's brought in Alex O'Hanlon, um, who's been at Liverpool, and he's brought in Peter McMahon from Dungannon. so he'll be hoping that the new signings can come in and give them a little bit of a boost that they need uh, for the rest of the season.
1: Mm. Well, I mean, United, <coughs> pardon me, too, Linfield too. I was there. Uh, typical Irish League game, and Gale force win conditions. We had a Linfield man sent off, uh, two yellow book two yellow cards, and we had a Ballymena United penalty yeah. uh, which was missed. So it was all there.
0: Yeah, it sounded like a good game, Jackie, and the Blues were I think there were two one up and then Ballymena equalised. Kevin Branagh <coughs> had the chance to, to win it for, for Ballymena near the end and he he's missed the penalty, but by all means a really entertaining game of football and but again Palmer and the Blues were both coming off the back of defeats, and they would have wanted to pick up maximum points in, mm-hmm. in, in that game. But I did think it was going to be close, and you know, a draw in the end was probably a fair result.
1: I think uh, Linfield were upset about the second booking. They didn't think it was a booking, but I thought it was. I would say that anyway. But it's one of those. It was a deliberate foul. Yeah. It wasn't near the 18, but it was premeditated, and to me, it was a second yellow card. So the boy had to walk. Uh, Hockey, but I didn't think Balamina's penalty was a penalty, and they feel that justice was done when uh, Kevin Branoff skied it. I'm not sure if it's come down to earth (laughs) yet, the ball, but I felt for him. But justice was done, I thought. Yeah,
0: perhaps many people think that way, but Balamina, you know, it's a big chance to win. in the game, you know, close to the end, and they'll be disappointed that they didn't pick up all three points having won the penalty kick. So, you know, disappointing result for both sides. You know, they want to pick up. Certainly Limfield and I find themselves 20 points behind the leaders. You know, they've dropped another two points there.
1: Yeah. Who's the best side you've faced, Gavin?
0: I think,
2: I, I think the standard league is pretty good, Jackie, to be honest. I think there's some very, very good sides in it. I think Crusaders, I think, are, are, are a wee bit special. They have so many threats and... You know, Darren Murray is coming in now. All over the place. Yeah, they have, and, and they're big in their physical as well. They can mix it when they have to mix it. Uh, you know, and I know Carrick went there and got a hiding, but I think on their day they can do that to anybody. They're, they're yeah. a really, really good side. Uh, they work very e. hard. There seems to be a great camaraderie around the players. I think Coleraine have done well as well this year. You know, they're, they're a threat as well, and people might look at Cole and but Coleraine haven't gone away. No, they're you know, a good side. And, and they're a good side, and they've strengthened. I, I know Stephen Dooley has gone in there He's a really, really good player. Burns has gone in there now, so I think it'll be an interesting run in the championship because I think it's, it's great that it's tight, um, and it's great now that it's tight at the bottom for me, especially. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah, it'll be interesting, I think.
1: Yeah, Last game on Saturday was Dungannon, one arts nil. Puts Dungar- Dungannon in eighth place, and they're getting close. There's just three behind Vantoran.
0: Yeah, and Ards had the chance to claw the gap back on Dungannon as well, right. so it was a big incentive for them to go. They'd be
1: disappointed they didn't. They do will that. be, and it was an own
0: goal in the game, and, and Ards missed a penalty as well. So uh, you know, Colin Nixon will feel disappointed, but Rodney McAree, on the other hand, he's put that little bit of distance between himself and Ards again, and he's clawed a few points back on Glen Thorn, So it's been a really good week for Dungannon.
1: Mm. And then two games this week on Monday night, <coughs> it was uh, Cliftonville one, Glenavon one. Not the result either would have wanted.
0: No, definitely not and obviously after they, they dropped points on on the, on the Friday evening and I watched the game and it was a live game on Sky and the first half I thought it was was pretty poor and the second half it livened up a bit and fantastic goal from Andrew Doyle to put, who's a centre half Doyle, yeah. to put uh, Glen Avon in front And but Cliffenville I thought they created a lot more sort of clear cut chances in the game you could see their little bit of quality and Jay Donnelly I thought he was outstanding for them in the night and he he got them back into it, but you've got to give credit to Glenavon because I think they had seven or eight yeah. players under the age of 21 playing in that game, yeah. Jackie. And you know you can see that there's a bright future there. Gary's not afraid to give these young players a chance, and and they all, you know, did themselves, mm. you know, a big favor. They played really well, big game against the big club in front of the Sky Cameras, and they didn't let themselves down. So credit to Glenavon.
1: Yeah, uh, but still it was two draws in the bounce for Glenavon. It's two draws in the which bounce and Is the old. Uh, inconsistency rearing its head again. It
0: is, and you're always going to get that with young players and your team, and you know now the, the top two have got that little bit of distance between them and the third place, and Guy will be disappointed that he hasn't sort of kept on their coattails, but you know, long-term, Glen Avon are, are in a good place.
1: Now on Tuesday night at the Coleraine Showgrounds, Coleraine 2, Linfield 2, and uh, Coleraine had it wrapped up. After 87 minutes, I think they were 2-0 up. They will be gutted.
0: They'll be kicking themselves, and it, a massive game against Linfield, big crowd at the game. Two nil up in the fixture and you think it's game over after eighty seven minutes. But credit to Linfield. They fought back, Andy Waterworth got them back into it with a, a good headache goal and then I think the last goal was a bit fortunate for Linfield. It's a
1: an injury time free yeah. kick
0: from Laurie. It's came back off the bar and it's going in off the defender. So big point for Linfield because, you know, they they're on they're in poor form and you know, to get a draw there's a, a good result for them. Although they've lost, they've dropped four points over their last two league games, and as I said before, they find themselves 19, 20 points behind the leaders now, which is it's not good enough for Linfield, Jackie.
1: Well, it says a lot about Linfield's character. They they never
2: give in, do they? Well, look, they're a huge club, uh, and people forget what they done last year. They went on a fantastic run last year. You know, they won the cup as well. Uh, it's very difficult to try and do that every year. I think David will be disappointed. Uh, but he's brought in good players. I, I know Curtis Byrne as, as a ride, and I know Big Campion as a ride as well, and I know them fairly well. And they're decent footballers, you know. Like, Linfield might win the league, but they will decide in a lot yeah. of ways where it'll end up. And, yeah. uh, you know, anytime Linfield go out and play, you know you're playing against the champions. So, uh, I think they'll be disappointed with the way things have gone for them. Yeah. But... Uh, Big weekend for him in the cup this weekend, you know.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So Coleraine didn't take the chance on Tuesday night with a win to go back on top of the table. So let's see how it all stacks up in the Danske Bank Premiership. There we are, Crusaders-Coleraine locked together on 64 points. Uh, Crusaders have a game in hand, of course. Then we go back, 13 points to find Glenavon 51, Clifford 46, Linfield 45, then 10 points behind. To complete the top six, it's Bellamina on 35. Into the bottom half, Glen Torn 31, to Swifts 28, Ards and 24, Warren Point 18, then at seven points to Carrick on 11, and Balna Mallard on 10. And also on <coughs> Tuesday night, Great result for a smaller club. Dungallon Swift's two, Crusaders won after extra time in the semi-final of the League Cup. They're in the League Cup final for the first time in their history. Quite a shock, that, isn't it?
0: Shock result because Crusaders haven't lost since October, Jackie. I think 23 games unbeaten for them, and you would expect that they were going to go, such as the fantastic run that they're on, they were going to go and get themselves the another final you know Crusaders have played a lot of games recently too Jackie and perhaps the tiredness just took its toll on Tuesday night and they've a
1: strong team out as well but as you say they've played a lot of games
0: yeah they've played a lot of games and that's not taking anything away from Dungannon fantastic performance and result for them but I think Crusaders now they're coming into the call the money end of the season this is where Stephen's now got to use his squad use the players that he has to his advantage and try and rest certain individuals for certain games but knowing Stephen it was a cup semi final, you know. yes you can rest people but you also want to play your strongest team to get to that final yeah. he's done that and unfortunately it hasn't worked out for him but credit to Dungannon you know they'll be they'll take a massive boost from getting to the first league cup final it's, it's a massive game for them to look forward to
1: and a, a great night for Rodney Macarena a small, one of the smaller clubs like yourself it's a great boost that result for smaller clubs like yourselves as well
2: absolutely uh, I'm delighted for Rodney uh, I know how he works at it you know, I, I got to know him fairly well over since I came up here, um, and it's great for smaller clubs like It gives us a wee bit of hope. You know, we would look at Dungannon and say that's where we want to get to. That's where Banbridge Manner wants to get to. Is that they're not fighting relegation every year. You know, they play lovely football. Rodney has up lovely football. We've a couple of ex players there, Ryan Mays and. Johnny Lafferty, name at men, and I'm delighted for them. You know when, when they were with me, they were great, really, really yeah. good lads. So,
1: they're two good technicians. I suppose. yeah, personally. they are good
2: players, and and I think again, I, I would probably <coughs> thing about the Crusaders as well. That you know, it's a lot of football they've played, yeah. you know, and, and a lot of games, and no matter what people say, when you're to do it week in, week out, and then you're in a mid-week one, it can be difficult. So, I'm sure Crusaders will bounce back, but I'm delighted that Roddy's got to a final. <laughs> mm.
1: Absolutely, a lot of people will be pleased for young Rodney, including myself, Rod. Your old dad, Joel, he'll be well pleased as well. He'll probably take the credit for all this, of course. But uh, well done. Tell me this: what was your dressing room like on Saturday or Friday night after the game?
2: It was all right, I think, till I got into it. Uh, I, 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 I wasn't, I wasn't happy, and uh, I let them know I wasn't happy, and. and you know, you, you want to take the the joy. You know, and it's been a long time since we won a game in in, in the league. But, you know, you got to get them back to reality fairly quickly. And the reality was that we can't concede four goals that easily. You know, it's it's not good enough. And if we are going to stay in the league, you know, we got to get back refocused. You know, all the time and. It's, yeah, I'm sure they had a good weekend. I, I enjoyed the weekend myself. I think the wife seen me smile for the first time in <laughs> months. And, you know, the dog, the dog actually come over to me. It's afraid it was afraid. <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, it's been good. It, it, it's nice, but it's it's not enough. Like I said, we're still on the bottom. Uh, you know, we got to get out of that. We we owe to the people that like, come in and support us. 2017 was horrendous. It really yeah. really was, and it wasn't good. It wasn't enjoyable. It was very testing for me. It was very testing for everybody involved. But. Were great people to work for, you know, they back you to the hilt. Uh, and like I said, they went and they gave me the funds to get the players in that we strengthened in January and hopefully we can continue not to go strength for strength.
1: Second win, just the second win in twenty-six games. It must give you as the boss and the players and the whole place a massive lift.
2: I, I have a good set of players. Uh you know, people speak about morale and and you know, the staff and myself work very, very hard to try and keep morale going. You know, it's yeah. it's very hard when you're coming in every week and getting beaten in that sort of a way. But we worked very hard on that. Uh, we have good lads, you know. We have young players. We've had a bit of experience, and the experience definitely helped. I think Stephen O'Flynn has already come in and made a huge impact, not only on the pitch but in the dressing room. Yes. Um, Richard Brush is there, you know, as goalkeeper, and I think besides Roy Carroll, he's the best in the league. And I'd hate to think where he would be if he wasn't playing for us. So, you know, <laughs> he he's been great as well to he arrived. So, look, we've we have a big challenge ahead of us. We've no doubt about that, but I think we're better recruit wise now, squad wise to go and meet that challenge. And if we can go and pick up a few points, you know, and get a bit of pressure on other people, you know, you might surprise How
1: tough know. has it been for you, Gavin? I mean I think there was talk earlier that you were yeah. maybe considering your future and all this Very Jackie. I,
2: I I think anybody who goes into the management game is very critical to themselves first. You know, I, I hear David Healy on about it as well when things don't go well he's very critical. Cool. I think it's a natural thing when you're a manager because it, the buck stops at me. We have been horrendous in two thousand seventeen and the buck stops with me. I brought the players. I set out the tactics, all that sort of stuff. Uh, but you gotta believe in yourself and what you're doing. Mm. And I think, uh, like I said, I knew if we could stay in contact to where up in January that we wouldn't get drifted away too far. And we got the bodies in that we wanted. I had a very very hard December because we done a lot of travelling to meet players that get to Maine, uh And I knew if we got to main we'd give ourselves a chance. But yeah, it's challenging. I, I know after the it's war, a slog. Well, it is a slog. Mm-hmm. But but I think it's always going to be a slog when you're when you're. Look, Ballon and Manor are a fantastic club. Should they be in the Dancing Park Premier Division with the funds and everything that we have? I don't know. But I tell you what, they've done great the stay here. I will do everything I possibly can to make sure the stay here. We have great facilities, you know, great place. It's a great place and they're a very, very proud people. They're very proud of their football club. Nice
1: people as well. Absolutely
2: smashing. You know, I've worked for really good people. They're the best I've ever worked for. And that's some statement. because I've worked a big for stadium, some yeah. and, but I've worked for some big clubs and but the support I've got from the people down there, from everybody's involved in the club. It's a real community club. And I hear other clubs say that. and I look at what we do. And, you know, ours is a community club where everybody is involved. And the pride and the joy that people got last Friday night was fantastic. Um, I, I remember I made a point at the start of the season this year and that we don't want to be applauded off every week for beating. Somebody should be giving us a bit of stick yes. someplace along the line. Yeah. And that hasn't even happened in all the bad runs that we've had. So I think, you know, that just shows... The so there's never been any pressure on you? Definitely. You put pressure on yourself, Jackie. You yes, of course. You. But no, not from the board, not from the supporters' point of view. They've been hugely supportive, uh, even with the players. Players are hugely supportive as well. You know, They know that we, we, we can get out of this and I think we will, but uh, I'm hoping sitting here next year and we are in the division because that's where we want to be.
1: Certainly would be. Tell me about Gavin Dykes. Where are you from?
2: From Sligo. Uh, so, it's, I'm not so bad. but of Matter only an hour and five minutes away, so yeah. it's not too bad. And I, I suppose, like, played in the League of Ireland for a long time, so you, once you leave your hometown club, you know, you're travelling anyway. You know, I've played at Derry, yeah. uh, been at Finn Harps, uh, sort of got the coaching bug, I suppose, at a young age, and uh, have worked with some fantastic people. You know, worked with the current under 21 manager for Northern Ireland. I was, I was assistant in M- Barraclough for yeah. a number of years at Sligo, and I'm absolutely delighted he's done so well up here and it was no shock to me that he was going to do well up here. Um, I also worked with Laurie Sanchez as well at Sligo. That's right, so. that's right. Yeah, so, yeah. I, I, you know, Steve Cottrell was there, so you, you pick up a lot of bits and pieces, mm-hmm. you, you know, and I was delighted to get the opportunity. I, I think when Ban and the Manor spoke to me, um, I sold him a project that we had to go and work with young players because we know we can't. I sp- it was funny, I spent last summer up here trying to bring players from Belfast down. And, and I give the joke that every, it's shorter. It's definitely shorter from Fermanagh to Belfast than it is from Belfast to Fermanagh, <laughs> because everybody has been so far away. <laughs> so, big selling point. So it's, it's difficult to try and bring players down. Um, so we have to look and try and create our own players. And we look at people. We've got Johnny Letty in, and we've got Ryan O'Reilly in from Cavan. We've taken the lads from Monaghan. We've taken lads from Donegal because it's closer to get them there. Uh, so that's the challenge but I know I'm lucky I know a lot of contacts down there I know a lot of the players down there yeah. and uh, so we have to work within that sort of pool uh, we would love to take some of the top players out of Belfast but one we couldn't afford it and two the expenses would be really big it's so big it? the air mileage to be looking for Jackie <laughs> Camel you yeah, have to absolutely. own a camel <laughs> as you came here this morning exactly,
1: and one. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> tell me this as a kid, was it was always
2: football, or yeah, it, it was. Uh, was never the best, you know. Playing in a lot of teams was never the best at all. Position uh, so I played started off, believe it or not, centre forward, and people would laugh at that. Uh, I was always good <laughs> in the year, and I sort of worked my way back, uh, and I ended up a centre half, not a centre half like Paul. Paul could play, it. Paul could pass the ball out, wasn't well, my strength, you know, <laughs> definitely wasn't my strength. Uh, and it, it, it's you were funny. a beast. Yeah, well, look. Uh, I, I done what I done, you know. I I I kicked to I had to kick, let's put it that way, and I done that made a good career out of it and and enjoyed every minute. And the one thing football has given me as it was, is great contacts. You make yeah. great friendship and, and it, friends. Uh, yeah. absolutely all over the world and you know, even coming up to Northern Ireland now, I, I enjoyed when I played with Newory. You know, I could have stayed down south and it was something different that I wanted to try, you know. I went over and Alfie Wiley wrote me to Newry and I really, really enjoyed it. I really, really did. And I think the big thing that, that, that up here is that the passion that the supporters have, you know, for their clubs, yeah. you know, they have a real pride and passion for their, their, their clubs, and and that's really really special. You know, I don't know if that's the same, you know, in other leagues, but but up here it's special. And the welcome I have got from other clubs as yeah. well, and from their supporters, has been really really good. So I'm enjoying it. Didn't enjoy 2017, 2018. We're only in January, but it's been better. <laughs>
1: yes, always be, <laughs> always be optimistic. What were the highlights as a player?
2: Uh. I was lucky enough, I suppose. Uh, I, I captained Sligo Rovers to the cup. Uh, My dad was chairman at the time as well. You know, the Dykes name is famous with Sligo Rovers. Um, I spent ten years there, and then I went to Derry, and I was lucky enough. I played under Felix Healy at Derry, and we won the league in our first year there, and we beaten in the okay. cup final. So, I've been lucky. I've had a lot of highlights. Played in Europe. captained the team in Europe that won, which was, which was really really good. Uh, so it's been good. I've been very very lucky. Really really lucky. Uh, and, and really, really enjoyed it. And know. also
1: on your CV, you can say, I played against Paul Lehman.
2: <laughs> played against Paul Lehman, yeah, long time ago. <laughs> uh, uh, again, uh, you know, and it goes back, Paul was playing with Glenn Thorne at the time, and, and I think Gary Hamilton was still there at that stage as well. And, and Good player. Yeah, well, Good player, and, and I suppose just going back to what, the game on Tuesday night, I watched the game on Tuesday night, and I think the young talent that he has, Yes. That's coming through. Is he just seems to find them. Yeah. You know, and I think Sykes has been tremendous for him this year. And there is a lot of talent, and that's why I'm saying Ian Barra and will t- do well with these players. There's a good group of players around Northern Ireland, and I think the under 21s. Yeah, yeah, the under 21s, and I think the clubs, it's a pathway now for them to get into the senior setup. And I think it's healthy. I think it's really, really good. Yeah.
1: Let's uh, look at the. Irish Cup, you were saying that Balna Mallard are at Balamina on Saturday where are the prices? Balna Mallard 7-1 that result last week hasn't changed anything and Ballamina at home are 3-10 to but uh, if we go from the top to the bottom on this sheet odds supplied by McLean's of course uh, Ballyclare at home to Glentoran, Glentoran the favourites are 8-11 maybe you hope, not a banana skin.
0: It'll be a tough game for Glenthorne, Jackie. I'm sure it'll be on a, on a difficult pitch. You know The weather hasn't been great. Glenthorne aren't in good form, but you'd still expect that they've got enough to go there and get a result at, at Ballyclare. I think a, you know a good cup run, You know everyone will be hoping for that at Glenthorn and, and you'd hope the players are going to be up for it on Saturday.
1: Mm, you would hope so. And then the uh, tie of the round, uh, Clifford at home to Crusaders, <laughs> North Belfast Derby. 12-5 to Cliffonville, Crusaders... Favorites at ten to
0: eleven. Yeah, you'd, that'll you'd, be a good time. That'll be a class game, I think. I'm going to go to that game, Jackie. And uh, you know, Crusaders obviously being defeated by Dungannon during the week. How will they respond? Cliftonville, we know, are very strong at home defensively. So I think it'll be a close game. But Crusaders have had the upper hand in those games over the last couple of years, and they'll be looking to continue that. But I think it'll be a close game. A tough one to call that one.
1: Mm. Glenavon at home to Dungannon. Glenavon four to eleven favorites. Dungannon. 6-1 to one. many will see that as a good price
0: that's really generous odds there for, for Dungannon and they'll be on a massive high after two good results this week and that won't be an easy game for Glenavon
1: Institute against Coleraine, Coleraine the favourites there and Larne who didn't make the top six of the championship they're at home to Dundella Dundella 7-1 to one, Larne 2-7 to seven. Lauren should, uh, you would think, win that.
0: You would think with the players that they have, but Dundell are flying high in Championship mm. 2 and they've got some good players with good Premiership pedigree, Jackie, and I, I don't think they'll get it all their own way. It'll be, it'll be a tough enough game for Lauren, but I do fancy Lauren to see that one through.
1: And Linfield, 1-10 to ten at home to Newry City, your old team. Gavin, 16-1. to one. The Blues, they're in and out, I know, but they should get safely through that one.
0: Yeah, and, and, and again, they're now... Too far behind in the league, you know. You would never write them off, but you've got to say they're too far behind now, and, and they'll be hoping for a good run in the Irish Cup and. Of which they're the holders. Yeah, the holders. So you'd fancy them.
1: And then Loch who did make the top six in the championship, three to one, at home to Ards, who are eight to eleven. Yeah,
0: Ards have been doing tricky okay enough for Ards. It's a tricky game, but I think Ards. I think Ards will go and in that one again. They'll be hoping to get a good run in the cup, and they've done well in the County Antrim Shield and the League Cup as well. they went far in those mm. competitions, so. Colin will be looking to go far in the Irish Cup as well.
1: So we have to try and pick a double out of this. Uh, I get my double up uh, last week. Uh, yours wasn't so successful. But, uh, you <laughs> went for two draws, if I remember. I did. But uh, they're not great prices, but I'm going to go for Glentorna at 8-11 and Ards at
0: 8-11. Just so that you know, Jack, I'd already picked mine out, Torn. Oh, that's me. Exactly the him He's a Scot. There you go. Uh, just uh, had to prove it to you there, in case you think I'm copying. So there me.
1: we are. Those are the games in the sixth round of the Tenants' Irish Cup. Get out there and uh, support your team. And uh, just looking at Balamina, Balna, Mallard, mm. and the way you're situated in the league, this is a free one for you, really. You can go out there and relax and play, and if you get a result, great, but the league is more important.
2: Yeah, it, it's, look, we play Balamina, as we know, in the Cup. Uh, we'd like to get through, you know, there's no point in saying we wouldn't, of there's course. no point yeah. up there, uh, but we play Torn on the Tuesday in the league, in the Oval, and if you're asking me what's more important at the moment, I think the Glen Torn game is probably more important, to be truthful. But we'll be doing everything we possibly can to try and get one over on David on on Saturday.
1: Right, as a Balaamina man, I couldn't possibly comment <laughs> that one way or the other. Gavin, thank, okay, you, thank very you very much. much thank, thank you. Him. And thank you. Pleasure. torn legend. <laughs> That's it. Enjoy the Cup Ties at the weekend, and we will see you next week. Same time, same place. Take care until then. Bye-bye. <laughs>